produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Doing pretty good. That's cool. It's been a long week, especially since last week, and picking Zoe up to go take her dinner tonight for, for the 4D, the daddy daughter dinner date. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, we had some major storms roll through. I mean, it's so bad, you can see the, the front edge of the front, where the clouds look like they're rolling, like it's a rolling edge, and then sloping. And as soon as we saw that, uh, I heard through my Bluetooth, or comm device, as they're going to be saying on uh, on um, Batu, on my comm link, that uh, there was a tornado warning in the area. I'm like, oh, fun. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. So here we are out and about. Uh, I'm grabbing SD cards and... HDMI cables for our new Roku box because by fall we're drop we're ditching our cable cable we're just sticking with uh, Spectrum's streaming TV yeah where we just get the streaming app and use our Roku box for it mm. so we don't have to worry about the cable box yeah we cut cable a couple of years ago and I don't even have that we I basically I got Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and that's about it. Well, that no any of the free apps. If you go something like Pluto TV is amazing. Once you get love try Pluto it out, T- love Pluto TV. Now I can watch Pluto TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, we're getting ready for when Disney Plus comes out in November. That's when we're cutting. Uh, we may be cutting the cord before then, but definitely by November, we're cutting the cord. Uh, I am going to pay the five bucks more a month to get ESPN Plus so I can get my hockey games, college and pro. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a small sacrifice there. Uh, My prop um, for like the Indians games, the, the, that's really the only sport I watch is Cleveland Indians. But, um, but they're not broadcast and you have to actually have a cable subscription to get um, Sports Time Ohio, which is Ohio's um, Northern Ohio's sports F, or Fox affiliate. Try a month. You can't of, get it on regular sports, Fox Sports. I know this is a Star Wars show. Try a month of try a month of ESPN Plus. See if the games are on there. Yeah, because they they show NHL games, which is a NBC thing. Mm. So try that. If not, I think uh, if you did Spectrum streaming, it's forty five bucks for the month. Yeah, for and, and and you get basically you get cable service to your app. You don't have to rent any equipment except yeah. for your router that you've already got. And when we do that, I'm up I'm updating our router to to four hundred meg instead of a hundred. Yeah, ours. We should be getting that sometime in the next year or so up here. Yeah. They're slowly putting in the um, fiber lines. Yeah, but 
speaking of comlinks, I still have mine from a few years ago. <laughs> and it's a Bluetooth device. Nice. I won't tell you how many times I've just sat it here on the com- computer listening to podcasts on the through the phone on it. I'm like, yep, I feel like I'm in Star Wars. And I will be using this when I go to Galaxy's Edge to make phone calls. Um, business side of things. So we could pay off the huts and the other... Groups, which I can't remember what they're called. Which ones? The Pike Syndicate or the, um, the Black Sun or the Crimson Dawn? Or who are you talking about? Talking about the different syndicates. Let's let's pay off the huts and the syndicates, shall we? Uh, go to the homepage, which I know is very far behind. I gotta get caught up. It's been so busy. I haven't had time to. Thankfully, next week I may. I just may. Um, I keep no, saying it's June. That. I know. I'll be able to get caught up next week. I'm pretty sure of this. Um, but our affiliates are still good. Check them out. Check out our partners, Found Me and Heroes and Villains. Click those images. Takes you right to their webpage. Use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. Because, hey, over at Heroes and Villains, the new Mandalorian Boba Fett line is out. The t-shirt, uh, wallet. Oh, I just saw it. Doggone it. The backpack. I'm bringing it up right now because you told me this was out. I've not had a chance to look at it yet. There's the backpack. Ah. The backpack looks nice. The hat. Lo- oh, that bandana looks amazing. Or not the bandana. The hat looks amazing. The hat looks nice. The T-shirt's okay. Um, it is available in a 3X. Hey, Derek, they got our size. Dude, finally. The lanyard's cool. Uh, the lapel pin set is pretty decent. The wallet looks nice. The backpack looks wallet nice. looks nice, but we've seen that before. It's a rebel wallet they put out a couple of years ago with BioWorld with just the Mando logo on it. Yeah. It's almost it's an identical wallet, I think, than what they put out a couple of years ago through BioWorld. Uh, the patch set, it's already sold out, folks. Yeah. No surprise. And this just opened today as we're recording, Wednesday. Three o'clock this dropped, and the patches are already sold out. Um, but no, I, I think the hat's cool. And it's a flex hat. That's the cool thing. Thank you. I, I really dig the flex hats. I, I would love to see the other collections get a flex hat as well, to be honest with you. Um, it looks like... You were talking about the Boba Fett. If you look at the TIE Fighter wallet, it's almost the same design as it as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking through BioWorld's other stuff on Amazon, looking just to see. I could have swore I saw this uh, wallet elsewhere also. I yeah, don't know. The TIE Fighter wallet is the, it's the same ah. as the TIE Fighter wallet that's on Heroes and Villains. And the, um, and the Rebel um, Commando collection. That's, why, that's where I saw it. Yeah, very similar to it as well. Yeah. Hey, that's a great design. Why not utilize it for different things? Exactly. No big deal. Um, so, yeah. So, um, how about this? Let's give a congratulations to Michelle Rejwan, who is the new Senior Vice President of Live Action Development and Production for Lucasfilm. Mm. Like, uh, this came out of nowhere this week when this happened. Um, Michelle, know who this is? Michelle is a producer on the upcoming Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and was co-producer on The Force Awakens and Bad Robots Star Trek Into, Dark, Into Darkness and was an associate producer on the 2011 Super 8. That was a good film, too. I actually enjoy yeah. Super 8. I haven't um, seen that. Oh, you got to see it. Yeah. Definitely it, not it, it a Keeper's movie. Mm, yeah. But this feels like uh, um, early 80s Spielberg yeah. feel good type, like an E.T. or like that style, that just the feel he had in it. It's almost mm-hmm. like E.T. meets uh, Blair Witch Project. So to speak, or yeah. ET me. This is almost what I would say was the precursor to uh, Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, to some extent. Um, 
Rejwan will oversee a new slate of feature films, an episodic series for Lucasfilm and Disney+, and will continue to produce with Kennedy as the Star Wars franchise is built out. Um, according to Kennedy... I still say this, Dave, Dave Filoni should have had this job, but that's just me. According to Kennedy, working with Michelle over the last seven years as a producer on both Force Awakens and now Rise of the, the Rise of Skywalker, I've seen firsthand her skills collaborating with writers and directors. And I've been incredibly impressed with her creative skills and her ability to manage the complexity surrounding these massive projects. I know the importance of building a team that you trust and you have fun working with. It's paramount to our success. There's an exciting momentum building around the future of the franchise, and both myself and the Lucas team look forward to working with Michelle and shaping the future of all areas of story development, from theatrical film development to live-action content for Disney+. So, Filoni's still there with the animation side, yeah. and still kind of there with Story Group. Um, as you had stated, whether this should be Filoni's job or not, I don't know. But as we've talked about before, this is something Filoni needs to be keeper of continuity. Yeah. Well, Pablo does a pretty good job of that. Right. But at least she's still there, isn't he? I think so. But they should report to Filoni. Filoni should be that Kevin Feige and should be the yes. one to. Now, should should Filoni be at equal level as Michelle? I think so. He needs to be made a senior vice president. Yeah. Um, he just needs to be made senior vice president at Lucasfilm. Period. But a lot of rumors and speculation is since Kathleen Kennedy's contract is up in 2021 and Kennedy's kind of being groomed for a position over at Disney with the Walt Disney Company executive board, that this is setting up Michelle Rejwan as potential new head of Lucasfilm. Yeah. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I don't know her much. So, I mean, other than she's produced some great films, but what do you think, Derek? Give her a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, here's some of the comments to this particular story, which is from Deadline. Kennedy seems to only be interested in hiring women to run Star Wars. Maybe that's why it's such a mess. Agendas over good stories. No, sorry, Dean. I saw that comment coming. Yeah. Sorry, Dean. It's not the case. Sorry. That that comment was coming from a mile away, and you could see it coming. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, Dean. Anytime a woman is hired in Lucasfilm at all right now, people jump out of the woodwork screaming this. Well, anytime anytime a woman's being hired for anything in Hollywood, people are jumping all over that. Sorry. No. And then I saw saw an article today that said, um, that was saying, was talking about how Star Wars doesn't have any female directors at all, so. There's only been, what, five directors total? Yeah. Give them time. Now, here, here's here's another one. Lucasfilm needs a Kevin Feige. If it doesn't find that person, Star Wars will die a painful death. Hey, well, we've already found him. He already works there. Yeah, Dave Filoni. I think with um, I think with the onset of the Disney Plus, I think that's going to breathe some new life into Star Wars. I think so, and I I think having the hiatus as well of yeah 2019 ending the Skywalker saga, mm. and then we don't get another film for three years, and all we're getting is stuff on Disney Plus. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to have Star Wars every year. Until Disney bought it, we didn't have Star Wars every year. 
when there was movies in development, it was every three years. And everyone's, and then of course everyone is complaining. Oh, it's too much Star Wars. You can't complain to, about Marvel. And Marvel was giving us two to three movies a year. Well, I think the major difference. This is a totally different franchise. I understand. Marvel, it's a totally different franchise. In comic books, people are used to um, getting those stories weekly and moving through them quickly. Right. Star Wars has never been like that. I mean, Star Wars comics have always been there. They've always been strong, but that's not the backbone of Star Wars. Right. But we're talking in a 10 year span. There's been 23 films. Yeah. In a 40 year span, 40, 42 year span of Star Wars, we've had nine films. Eleven. You got to put it in there solo in um, Rogue One. The saga films, yeah, there's only been nine, but... Well, there's, there's been eight of those. Okay, so ten films with one on its way. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't count Star Wars Clone Wars because originally that movie was a was a two-hour pilot that they decided to throw up yeah. on the big screen. It still is just a two-hour pilot. It's not a movie. No. And it, and, and it looked awkward on the big screen because it wasn't designed for... It wasn't made for big screen. It was yeah. made for TV. That's why I didn't go see it in the theater. That's the only Star Wars film I didn't see in the theater. And to me, like I said, I don't consider it a film. It's not live. I've seen all the live actions in the theater. So you, you want to harp on me for not seeing all the Star Wars movies in the theater? No, I, I've seen them all. I own them all. But that was... That was one. If you read the backstory, they made it. It was going to be a TV release. And then last minute they decided, oh, no, let's take the first four episodes or the first two episodes, which were our specials, and throw them up on the big screen. Or first three episodes. It was what, an hour and a half, two hours? Something like that. Let's do those three episodes yeah, up was, on the big screen. I think it was the three episode story arc. Yeah. Do those three episodes on the big screen and use that as a way to to really get the hype up. And that's what that's what happened. That was the whole purpose of, of the Batman sixty six movie. It was it was shown overseas before it was released here in the States. And it was done to get the hype going to before Batman 66 released on the TV, on the TV channels across Europe. They did the movie to help introduce the character into into the European culture. Yeah, that's why there were so many villains and so much of the other stuff that was in there. If there's anything Batman that was in the series at all, it was in that movie. Yeah. And now it's a classic. It's a that's great right. movie. I love that movie. Mm. I mean, the Too bad I, when it's a CBS owns it. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, getting back to Michelle, let's see what happens. You know, yeah. obviously it's going to be a year before we see any true effect of her position, because I would say Mandalorian's already under is, is, is done. That's under Kathleen's belt. Mm, uh, yeah. Clone Wars is under Kathleen's belt. Um, the only thing she That's may have episode nine. Well, she's a part of that. Um, oh, yeah. But her alone. Let's see what happens with the Cassian Andor series. Let's see yeah. what happens with a potential Obi-Wan series. If she pushes that through. Right. Let's see what happens with any of the others. <clears throat> yeah. I do agree with the commenter, though, that um, now obviously we don't agree with the one about the women. That's <laughs> we want more women just like everybody else does. But um, I do agree wholeheartedly with one that says we need a Kevin Feige, as we've said since the beginning, that um, Dave Filoni is a perfect fit for that. He was trained by George Lucas for that position. Yeah. Maybe and that's one thing we've been missing since Dizzy took over. Maybe that's not what he wants to do. Yeah. Well, if not him, someone else who actually knows Star Wars. But you know... That's, we've missed a through line since the beginning. We need actually something, someone saying, one person with a voice that says, hey, this is the... Um, 
this is the direction we need to go. Your film is awesome, and it's way, but this parts here that are way out in the middle of nowhere that have nothing to do with anything else. Bring those back in a little bit. <laughs> gotta, gotta have that wrangler. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, that's what Kevin Feige is. That, that, and I think that's one of the things. I mean, yeah, Kevin Feige is Filoni and Kennedy and now Rajwan all in one. But yeah. let, as I'm getting tongue-tied again, let Filoni be that wrangler to say, all right, this is, you know, visit the sets. No, this is cool, but you need to do this. Or overlook the scripts and go, okay, you need this, you need that. And then pawn it off on story group, make sure, okay, yeah, everything's cool, everything's canon. Yeah. And I think story group needs to handle more of, well, more canon for like the novels and for the comics and the games to keep those straight. Mm-hmm. And then also run the script. Been. That's I, what they've been doing. Right. Which is they're doing their job fine. Uh, but with the movies, you know, need something to help say this is the feel and vibe of Star Wars. This is where which is kind of what they did with Solo because they realized, OK, Solo's not Ace Ventura. Yeah. And they got finally got rid of those guys mm. and they brought in Ron Howard and they go, OK, yeah, now this is the vibe of Star Wars. This is and this is the this is the vibe of what Han Solo would be. Sometimes I wonder though, with um, when the original directors were on Solo, how much of that was um, what they were originally told Lucasfilm they were going to do from the beginning, and either Lucasfilm totally missed what they were saying or didn't believe they'd go that far. And these guys did exactly what they said they were going to do, but then when Lucasfilm and everybody saw the backlash from it, said, "Oh wait, maybe you don't want to go that direction," and right. changed their mind. Right? Or was it that these guys? didn't or said one thing and made something totally different i don't know maybe with all the stories coming off set who knows because mm. who knows what dailies they were actually showing kennedy or story yeah. group yeah or whoever else so so uh i guess next up fallen order still got some more info we've had the the trailer and the news uh from e3 with all the gameplay which very exciting um now i guess one of the questions was is the game linear or sandbox um well according to a couple different stories that we've got uh one is we know there's multiple planets to explore in the game um and that most of these planets are more of a linear experience which hey i'm okay with that i would love to have some of the open world in sandbox fill but i'm okay with just doing the campaign as long as they keep adding stuff to this which, uh, speaking of which, in a couple weeks for Battlefront, there's a huge update coming. The big July update. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't what are know. they adding? I don't know a lot of the details. If someone wants to look it up. Yeah, give me a minute. Um, so, the game, um, apparently, since we're only five months out, the game's ready. It's completely playable from start to finish right now. Good. Um, while you know, they've divulged that the game is playable in full, there is no... How much there is to play still hasn't been revealed. And the claim, uh, but Respawn claims it will be a meaty and worthwhile experience. In other words, it won't be five hours or anything incredibly short like that. Okay, five hours, your normal gamer equals five days for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially on level one, trying to master all the different maneuvers. Like, how do I force pull and then thrust my saber right through the guy's chest? Looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, mm, that is cool. And I still like the other one. Oh, we're going to slow down time, force pull the person to them, and then drop yeah. them and drop them from their own blaster. They shot that themselves. Awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about the stuff you can do in this game. I can't wait to play it. 
question is, can you can you stand there and, and force slow everything, stand in front of the blaster bolts and pull the character through his own bolts? That'd be interesting. That would mm. be interesting to try. That would be. Um, so now, of course, every time Respawn is asked about Fallen Order's length, Respawn gives the typical Dave Filoni response. Basically, beats around the bush and ignores everything you have to say. Mm. And all they say is it won't be short. Uh, if it was long, you assume Respawn would be out there bragging with at least a ballpark number. Not if they're trying to keep it a secret. Nope. And now that the entire game is playable from start to finish, there's a good chance Respawn knows how long the game will be, roughly. So it's odd that they haven't provided an estimate yet. Yes, they have, because they don't want to piss off. Because if it is five hours, if they say, oh, that's a five-hour game, then your heavy gamers are going to have it done in three. Yeah. And then they're going to go, why the, why the heck did we play 60 bucks for a three-hour game? If they made it where it was a combination of linear and sandbox, I would be all up for that. Or throw yeah. or throw in a multiplayer option. Well, that's where a lot of the, Heck yeah. the sandbox games, the sandbox games that I actually like, because I don't like a lot of sandbox games. But the ones where the um, the main story is a linear story, but you don't have to go there. You can go all over the place to go do it. Stuff like Final Fantasy has done this for years, right. where the main story is a straight through line. Right. But all your side stuff is all over the place. You can go anywhere you want and do whatever you want. But to progress the main story, you got to go back to wherever you were. You know what I mean? Or do like like Red Dead Redemption 2. Where they have you have your main story missions that you can go on whenever you want, but then there's do what you know, and those are on the map, and uh, they're they're on the map as yellow markers, and then all the other stuff is all white markers, so you can do that whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make it for guys that want to just blow through the game as fast as possible. You don't have to do any of the side stuff, but sure. completionists can do all of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Now mm, it's in development for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Pre-orders are live. I am so trying to figure out at what point during the summer can I pre-order? Because I really want to see what you do. You pre-order for the minimum, and then once a month you make a payment on it, so that by the time it comes out, you've paid it. That's what I do. Do they give that option? So you can pay like five or ten. Yeah, you can do it at GameStop. That way, you only pay five or ten bucks a month, mm-hmm. or whatever you want. No, I mean, it's a bit of your first payment. Yeah, you've never done that before, Mike. Well, I don't own the game system. Oh yeah, yeah. you don't. Is oh, it most of the, um, Yeah, I don't, oh, EA, I don't know. You do that on PC. your EA Play or whatever that you can buy it from. That you may not be able to do that for. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at Origin right now because I had it up for playing. Get the game. The game. Yeah. In fact, right now I have. I'm doing that with uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I've got a pre-order and I'm slowly paying it off. No, I have to. I have to pay this. No, I have to pay this all at once. Yep. See, one more reason why PC gaming is yeah. now. You may be able to um, go down to GameStop and reserve the PC version. Maybe. Maybe seventy du- seventy bucks for the deluxe. Would you get the well, full game? Would me... you get the full game? Orange lightsaber color. Yeah. Uh, the Megiddo campaign help. The Umbarian campaign help. The BD one skin. Crimson BD1 skin, Crimson Stinger Mantis skin, digital art book, and director's cut behind the scenes video. I'll just wait till I get a huge overtime week at work. Then it's like, yep, click, bye. <laughs> okay. I need it for tax. Stop, huh? <laughs> like, I need it for the tax break. <laughs> 
show research. <laughs> uh, looks like it's just um, for Fallen Order. You can only get Xbox and PlayStation versions. That it yep. looks like. I don't know. Hang on. Let me look it up again. While you're continuing that, um, now they're also saying too, Jedi Fallen Order does not have load screens or load times, thanks to a clever trick by Respawn Entertainment that more or less consists of masking loading behind parts of behind parts where protagonist Cal Kestis pilots the ship, the Stinger Mantis. Hmm, interesting. Which I admit is one of my favorite. Well, according to this writer, one of his favorite um, ship names. Star Wars ship names. Nothing beats the Falcon. Second is uh, Kyle Katarn's ship, which escapes me at the moment. The Outrider? No, no. Outrider was um, Shadow of the Empire. Yeah. Hey, Dash Render, yeah. Oh, I can't remember Kyle. Kyle's name. His ship's name. Mm. Anyway, in this ship, there's a galaxy map where you can interact with and decide where to go next. And then just fly there at any time. Each planet has a hub where you can rest, chat up the locals, spend upgrade points, and more. And there's no load screens during this entire process. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, so according to creative director Asmussen, so my kind of vision to the team is let's make this the coolest airlock in video games. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, so Stinger Mantis, you get inside. Get inside of it and in real time seamlessly leave the planet, jump into hyperspace, and land on the next planet, and it happens relatively quickly. Quickly. A lot faster than we originally planned. Okay, so you have load screens, but it's gameplay load screen. It's running in the background while you're doing maintenance work on your character or your ship or whatever during that downtime. Cool Pretty idea. Cool. Uh, yeah. Respawn also teases that there will be activities to do on the Mantis. But for the moment, they're keeping those details to themselves. Of course they are. Uh, presumably because said activities aren't finalized yet. But if the game is finished, as another one of their writers have said, they know what the activities are. Or because it wants them to be a surprise for the player. That's more more in line. If yeah, I, believe, I feel more that's probably closer to it. If you've played the Mass Effect series or other spacefaring games, you know there's often a metric ton of load screens. Of course, many games mask load screens this way. So there's nothing revolutionary going on, but it's a nice feature nonetheless, which I agree. Yeah. Now, aha, uh, I did find Mike. You can get um, pre-order Jedi Fallen Order for um, for uh, GameStop on the PC. Okay, sorry, I was still looking. Deluxe edition? <laughs> uh, I don't see the deluxe edition, but it, it this one's here. You should be able to. I'll have to. You'd have to ask. Yeah, but there is a um, sweet bundle. For PS4 and for Xbox One, the, it comes with an exclusive Black Series figure that's based on something out of the game. So it's probably um, the main character. What was his name? Cam something? You, you just had to ask that. We just had it. I know. We just had it in front of us. Give me a second. I got to find which one of these stories had his name right there. Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis, yeah. It's probably him, but it doesn't say in here. It just says a Black Series figure. Six-inch Black Series figure based on the game. You know what? They're going to do, <laughs> do that for those two. If I'm ordering it through GameStop, it should be a GameStop exclusive and have it for PC as well. It is a GameStop them. exclusive. I don't know if um, PC has it available, though. I'll have to check after. Anyway, um, so how about how about this as well? You Your ship is important, and you can customize it. I like that. We all settle, would create our own Wookiee Radio chip in this game. 
since we're all smugglers and we each have our own ship that flies to our own hidden old Clone Wars medical base. Is that what we call it now for our gatherings? I don't know if we've ever figured out exactly where we're going to where we meet up at. I think that's because it's always uh, changing, so the Empire will not find it. This is true. That and the huts. Those yeah. guys always with their cash. We, you guys would stop dropping the um, dropping your cargo. Hey, I haven't dropped cargo in a while. That's what she said. <laughs> Just don't ask my. Well, camera. I had to change. I, I was gonna talk about uh, you guys were dropping your loads, but <laughs> <laughs> that has other into include other um, meanings possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I have a kid. Um, oh, that trouble there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's getting late. <laughs> um. So anyhow, apparently you you fly your own. Yeah, we know about the ship, which is a, a completely new class of ship. Which is a new class of ships. It's completely canon. So there's no loading scenes while traveling. We've discussed that. Um. Uh, so you're gonna have some time to kill on your ship. Uh. It'd be sort of like uh. What was it? Force unleashed. Kind of had the same thing, didn't it? What do you mean? Where you were on the ship and you did training or you did uh, modifying your saber or your costume, stuff like that. Uh, maybe it's been a I don't remember. long yeah. time since I, that game. But I think there was still a, a load screen well, part of that. But you did quite a bit with your ship. See, no, Knights of the Old Republic had that, where you went back to your ship and did all uh, that type of stuff. But you still had load screens. Um, your ship interior features what you like to see, like what you would see in the Mass Effect game. Though it's unclear if you customize these different quarters, but what you do customize, though, is the exterior. Um, Respawn hasn't revealed this feature in action yet, but it seems pretty robust. As mentioned above in the story, uh, which is over on comicbook.com, you can mostly fly to any planet at any time, whether it's to continue the story or just because you want to explore and mess around. So I guess it is linear and sandbox at the same time. Mm. Okay. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Now, is it, is it Respawn who also did uh, Red Dawn Redemption? No. <clears throat> okay. So in other words, if you stray away from the beaten core path, you have to spend a lot. You could spend a lot of time on your ship. Uh, now it's unclear on whether you can use your ship while on planet. Uh, it sounds like you can't. But Respawn hasn't clarified that at the moment of publishing. It'd be nice if it was. If you could fly from port to port instead of having to run for days. Well, unless there's some other kind of um, transport. Yeah, transport on the planet. So only because, yes, I have heard of Respawn. I'm just not that familiar with them. Here are some of the games that they have done. I think the biggest one was Titanfall. All they list. Yeah, that's definitely one of their biggest ones. Titanfall, Titanfall 2. And then the only other game they list is Star Wars, which is now okay. Fallen Order. Which is why I remember when we first saw that um, trailer for Fallen Order, um, they did the wall running. I was like, dude, that's uh, straight out of Titanfall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Vicky's always yelling at the screen. Um, they have whole sections that where you have to jump from one side to the other to back to back and forth, three or four times to get to the other side. And mm-hmm. if you don't land a jump, you slide down. You have to restart the whole thing over because mm-hmm. there's nothing underneath you when you fall. Right. So uh, that's pretty much it for Fall in Order. Um, the more news that comes out on this, the more and more excited I'm getting. Yeah, yeah I can. I cannot wait to play this. 
Um, now, according to Kotaku.com, they have information about the new uh, Star uh, Skywalker Saga Lego game. Uh, see, according to the writer of the story, they say the amounts of changes I was shown to the 20-year-old Lego video game formula was startling. I checked out the game at A3 as E3 was winding down on Thursday, taking a front row seat at a look at the game that I expect to come off as a rehash of some of the previous four Lego games, Star Wars Lego games. After all, three of them have collectively covered seven of the main Star Wars movies. I don't remember a Lego game covering Force, Force Awakens. Yeah, there was. Yeah, but there's Lego Force Awakens. Yeah. How did I miss that one? Don't, I don't know. I've not played it yet, but I've seen it. Maybe because it hasn't come off for PC. <laughs> Rub it in. <laughs> Rub it in. Um, okay. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, nine movies are going to be de- all in the nine movies are going to be depicted in this new game. Uh, from the start, there were big surprises. Standout change is the camera angle. We were only shown the o- open world portion of the game, but even there, the change is pronounced. The camera is closer in and behind the back with the character pushed in much closer than usual. Uh, hmm. Kind of similar to how you view the action if you were controlling the character in Gears of War. Hmm. Uh, the, the camera is controlled freely with the analog stick. Uh, this angle will also be used in the game levels. Um, we changed it because kids have changed, says director James McLaughlin. Um, they are much more accomplished gamers than we were at the start. Uh, how deftly kids... Work with free cameras in Minecraft and Fortnite, among others. Uh, combat now involves light attacks, heavy attacks, and force moves, allowing for more complex fighting and button combos. A depth attempted in a few LEGO games other than the most recent LEGO Ninjago movie adaptation. Now, um, there's a sheer amount of LEGO objects in the world. Uh, Skywalker Saga's Galaxy isn't all virtual LEGO the way the LEGO video game movie games were um but otherwise it looks more composed it looks like it's more composed of lego bricks than any other game uh, in the early demo we as we are shown the millennium falcon flying through space toward tatooine a star destroyer suddenly appeared from hyperspace it looks to be made entirely of lego some 18 million bricks person mm-hmm. running the demo remarked if it was built in real life um, McLaughlin later explained to me that all the spaceship interiors in the game were rendered as if fully made of Lego, including the action set of the Death Star. Uh, down on Tatooine, all the Lego Sarlacc pit was am- particularly impressive. The game is set across the swath of Star Wars space, and the demo was broken up into nine regions, each consisting of two or three planets that are featured in the movies. Players start by picking one of the nine main films. Uh, they could then start flying to the planets that will contain a mix of movie-centric material and more generalized Star Wars activities. Uh, picking a movie unlocks some planets that include levels from those films. The players can always go back and start a new movie before finishing the one they started. No, you sit down and you finish watching the movie. Don't go to another movie until you finish. Oh, wait, sorry. That's the way the um, complete saga is done. That's the Blu-rays. Sorry. 
Um, any planets unlocked for one movie will be available to freely visit even once another movie has been selected. So you could be trying to tackle missions in Return of the Jedi, but still will be able to hop over to planets featured in, say, Oh, Force Awakens. If you've started playing through that movie already. Uh, holy crap. Screenshot of this Star yeah. Destroyer is impressive. Mm-hmm. And those are some huge plates for 18 million pieces. Um, the movies are depicted through a mix of activities in open world and discrete levels. Um, McLaughlin said there will be five levels for each film and that developers are trying to focus as much as possible on sections of the movies that weren't turned into levels in previous games. First mention for Phantom Man's example will be the underwater chase to the core of the planet Naboo. We just didn't have the tech to do that kind of stuff back in the day. Uh, sections in the movie prior to that, such as Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, or Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn's movie starring on the arrival of the trade ship are sequences the player tackles in the game's open world and are not a level proper. Okay. You know what's going to be interesting? If you, um, once you unlock all the levels on all these different planets, if you go to back to something like Tatooine, which is in what? One, two, three, four of the movies? <laughs> so you have... Yep. 20 different levels on Tatooine. Is that what this is saying? Quite possibly. <laughs> cool. So you you could play um, one mission as Luke Skywalker, then move on, and all of a sudden you're playing something in The Phantom Menace, then you move on, and you're playing something in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's in six. Um, Tatooine was in all three of the prequels, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Was it in Sith? Yes, it was. Yeah, at the very end when they drop off the twins. Mm-hmm. So it's in five of the movies. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> For Backwater World in the middle of nowhere, they use that one a lot. <laughs> You know? Yeah, really. Well, it was, you know, pretty yep. much the uh, home planet of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, specifically, the Anchorhead region of Tatooine uh, is, or the demo focused on a slice of the game's open world, specifically the Anchorhead region of Tatooine, which is just one section players can explore on just one of the game's many planets. It was also a huge. It was also huge and full of characters, including R two D two, Jawas, and Banthas. I wish the characters can ride. Uh, we were, uh, they were also shown a basic side quest, one of apparently five hundred set up for the game. Holy crap! Yeah, this is looking to be a huge Lego game. Yeah, uh, involving translating for and helping a gonk droid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, it was fine, but as noted to McLaughlin, the Lego series open worlds have been have largely been filled with dull side quests or empty expanses. He acknowledged the criticism, saying, uh, "We realized the open worlds needed a bit more oomph inside the Legends of Zelda beneath the uh, Breath of the Wild as an influence." One of the things we've been doing, kind of, I suppose, like Zelda, where at every corner you turn, there's always something to do. If it's like, if it's rescuing the little dudes stuck under rocks, et cetera, et cetera. He said they're filling more of their world with more puzzles and tease some more interesting types of activities in open world. Bounty hunter missions in which you go to a planet to seek a character hidden on another planet. And hey, this one's for us. Smugglers runs where you pick up cargo and have to fly it from system to system without being caught by the Empire. It's our flight sim. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Here's another good detail. For those frustrated by the earlier LEGO games open worlds, you can stop doing one side quest before finishing it, start another, and the game will remember your progress in the other quests. Nice. Cool. Um, With the game being spread across nine movies, it means it'll adapt everything 
from the forthcoming Rise of Skywalker. Apparently, it hasn't been put in the game yet because they haven't been told the plot. We know nothing, and that's not just a line because you're recording me. Uh, he said, the demo's movie select interface depicted a scene from Episode 9's trailer. Well, of course, it's just the trailer. That's all we know. Like yeah. previous LEGO games, LEGO Star Wars The Saga, Star, Skywalker Saga will be a co-op because of the new camera controls. The view will be split even during levels. Given all this rethinking of the formula, if they finally, they might finally add on online co-op. We have new technology, McLaughlin said, stopping right there as if he had rehearsed, as if he had been rehearsed for that question. He would not say more. <laughs> so. So does this, since we know the different consoles and PC and everybody are, Slowly starting to talk to each other. Is this going to be an actual cross-platform co-op? Possibly. So Maybe. Xbox players can play with PC players and or with uh, PlayStation players. Mm, that would be nice. That be able be. to get actually the smugglers and actually build a smugglers alliance, and the three of us could play this. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We we got we got we got to try and do that with Battlefront. I don't know if they have cross cross-platform on Battlefront. Yeah, I don't think they do. If they did, it would be Xbox and PlayStation. It wouldn't have PC in. Of course. <laughs> it's just because PC runs on a totally different style platform than what console does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Game speed and everything else is a totally different thing on a PC. Yeah. Well, speaking of new platforms, um, Marvel Comics has, well, we know Karen Gillian is done with writing Star Wars title, the main title, with issue 67, I believe. Yes, with 67. Was it 67 or 68? 68 starts the new team. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And um, StarWars.com has released the first look at the new creative team's debut issue, which includes art by Bill Noto. Yes. And it's going to be written by Greg Pack. Yes. I love both of them. I'm very excited for this. This is going to be great. Uh, the site confirmed that a new storyline takes place shortly before the events of Empire Strikes Back. Beginning with issue 68, which opens the Rebels and Rogues arc, we'll find out what happens prior to Vader launching his hunt for Luke Skywalker. The story finds Luke and his friends launching a desperate mission to keep the Empire from finding the new Rebel base and sees our heroes off on a three-pronged attack. Analea go undercover in a Norwal world of romance and danger. Oh, ho, ho. Luke and R2 face off against the Executor in a single X-Wing. It's mm. a suicide mission. And Chewie, yeah. and Chewie and 3PO, as <laughs> unlikely a Star Wars duo as can be, team, team up for their own adventure. Ain't that the truth? How could that be an unlikely? We saw it in Empire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, um... Uh, Greg Pak, the writer, for anyone who's not sure, he was he was he had a really one of the classic runs on uh, the Hulk, including uh, he did World War Hulk and all that. And didn't he didn't he also didn't he also do the new uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, so. Gillian made the announcement earlier this year, which we covered, uh, that his time in Star Wars was coming to an end. Uh, he goes, I have three issues left to write. Scourge of Shorn Toon. In the scourge, Scourging of Shorn Toon. That's issue 67, the end of my story, and I'll be off. No present times to write anything else in Star Wars. I suspect I've said all that I wanted to about these characters in comics, at least in this pe- 
period anyway. I figure he's written uh, 25 issues of Vader, wrote the first 20 issues of Dr. Afra. Um, I can't remember how many issues of the Star Wars title he's done. I thought I heard it was like 30. That's a lot. Figure, he, a- he, figure he's written more in this current run than any other writer has for Star Wars. So, uh, Phil Noto was previously known for crafting the art in the Poe Dameron series, while Pac has recently recently been writing the various Star Wars Age of the Rebellion one-shots. Star Wars issue number 68 hits the shelves July 10th. I can't wait. Mm, I, I seriously cannot wait. This... This just says that Marvel's got this series in good hands, and they continue to put it in good hands. Indeed. So, and seeing this, I there's another story on here that I got to point out. Disneyland, apparently at Galaxy's Edge out there, in Doke Ondar's antiquity shop, they're selling astromech droids yeah. for $25,000. Yes, and? Apparently they have already sold three R2 units. Yes, I saw that today. I was like, holy, <laughs> holy. That's $75,000 plus tax. Yep. And, it's, and I'm wrong. It's sold at Droid Depot and they're remote controlled R2 units. Yeah. And they were sold the first week the park opened. Yep. You knew someone was going to buy them. You get what to- is it, isn't there one thing? There's one thing actually at the parks that they only have one of. I don't remember what it was, but it was so expensive that it's like only one person will ever probably buy it anyway. Mm. There was something that I thought the R2 units was one of those that they had a very limited quantity of what they could sell. I think so, yeah. I don't know how many are available because that's never been said, but I think if you're willing to buy it, this is definitely one of the more pricier items I've ever heard or seen at the parks. Oh, yeah. You get, well, to, you get to choose your design and color scheme for the $25,000 R2 unit. Yeah. However, however many there are, there's three less now. Yeah. <laughs> well, they take the USB um, personality chips. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do they get shipped to your house? <laughs> I imagine they would have to. Or do they paint them in the back and you can pick them up the next day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how you get them home, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, if 25000 is as far as you're willing to spend, then you've got some bad news. Shipping is not included in your purchase. Yeah. And there are also no international orders or orders for Alaska or Hawaii. Sure, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> So if you have the money and live in the continuous 48 states, it will take up to 90 days to receive your item. (laughs) Man. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) 25 grand. Now, if I had the lot, if I win the lottery. Oh, yeah, I would totally do it. What colors do you guys want? (laughs) Buy y'all's too. (laughs) Man. 25 grand. Yeah. Insane. Now, uh, apparently a Lucasfilm exec has pointed out that uh, there's been an overlooked prop goof in Empire Strikes Back. Like, okay. Now, we all have fun every now and then with continuity errors. Uh, Like the big ones. Pretty Pretty Woman's a big one for that. Yeah. You were about to say, Ken? I'll say not just any exec. This is um, Pablo Hidalgo, fan favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Of course, lately we've had that stray cup of coffee or the water bottle in Game of Thrones. 
Mm. Um, well, on Tuesday, Lucasfilm producer Pablo Hidalgo sat down to watch Empire Strikes Back, probably for the hundredth time, and uh, noticed an error with a prop that he completely missed every other time he has seen it. If you play, if you pay close attention, you can see the words "New York" stamped on Luke's lightsaber. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've noticed this before, but every time I've watched a Star Wars movie, something there's something new to notice. Especially if I'm fortunate to catch it on the big screen. This latest discovery that New York is visible on the bottom of Luke's lightsaber in Empire. Okay, now I'm gonna. Well, that's yeah. That's because until we had these high res transfers, you couldn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I... Now you can actually zoom in enough to see it. Yeah, I see it now. But you got to be able to zoom way in to see that on the screen it, while the movie's running. You can't read what that is until you stop it and zoom in on it. Oh, yeah. So in order, so, but with everything else covered up, you don't see everything else. So what do they do? Buffer it all out? Yeah. I guess you could have, I guess you could have taken solder and, or, or leading and, and leaded it to kind of fill in stuff as well. Or some like emery cloth or something and just sand yeah. it off. Yeah. It said, it did say in the article there somewhere that they, they buffed out most of it. It didn't say how though, but. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. Well, prop goofs are prop goofs, no matter how you look at it. It happens. It's just the way it is. Well, I got one more here, though, and it's not a prop goof. This one is not a goof for anybody because this is amazing. Now, huh? Nothing, oh, go ahead. Uh, now, the first time, what was the first time you guys ever played Star Wars on video game? What do you remember being the first one? Wasn't there a, uh, was, wasn't there a Star Wars game on uh, the Atari 2100? 2600? I don't remember. No. Yeah, yeah I, Atari just about predates me. Or 2600? There, there was. I don't remember if there was a Star Wars one, but there was an Empire Strikes Back one where you uh, flew the snowspeeder and you attacked a line, endless line of AT-ATs. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, well, I remember that, that one. one. So oh. my first one was either that or the the old Vector Graphics arcade game. I don't remember which mm. one was first. The Vector Graphics was the the X-Wing game is the first one I remember playing. Which, yeah, I don't remember which one I played. That was an awesome game. Yes, it was. Well, yes, it was. Anybody who's familiar with the one-up arcade machines, you can get them at Walmart and I'm not sure where else, but they're like a three-quarter scale um old school stand-up arcade cabinets and they have three or four games in them usually well at e3 last week they announced now these cabinets come in at about 250 to 300 bucks which um a standard stand-up arcade cabinet you're talking what a thousand eighteen hundred depending on what it is yeah well they've announced three new cabinets that are coming one of them is um the teenage mutant ninja turtles with four controllers or four positions for four people to play like the old arcade games Nice. So it'll have that one will have um, Ninja Turtles. Let me see where it's at. Has um, Turtles uh, and the sequel Turtles in Time. Yeah. Um, they're releasing a Marvel superheroes cabinet, which will have X Men Children of the Atom. Oh. Oh. Uh, and the Punisher. Oh. And then the now um the the best one of all of these. They announced the third one is the Atari Star Wars cabinet. 
And this will have the original Star Atari Star Wars or, um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, all three available. And if you remember from that old vector graphics game, it had a unique controller. It actually you, you held either side of it because you were basically holding the X-Wing control yoke. Right. Right. That's the controller that's built into this. Oh. It's a control yoke for the X-Wing. That's awesome. You're flying the X-Wing um, Empire. I believe you are flying a Snowspeeder. And um, Jedi, I think it's back to the X-Wing. Now, we have yeah. no idea how much this is going to be. They've not announced prices or anything. Um, obviously, it'll be probably under, like I said, they, these average between 250 300 bucks. Um, and just looking at the pictures they have on this, this thing looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing what kind of graphics you can get out of vector graphics back in the day. Oh, yeah. This actually looked, oh, yeah. you knew exactly what this was when you saw it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love this one. That totally remember that controller. It was the same controller that, no, it wasn't the same controller. There was, um, I think Battlezone was another one that used similar type graphics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you were the tank, but it was, that was two sticks. And I, I, lo- I, no, no, no. I love that game as well. I was thinking the Tron, you know what, that would be another good one to, for them to put up would be the Tron game. Oh, the Tron yeah. had, what, four different games built in on, on its own? Yeah. Uh, different types of controllers built into it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had more. Because you more. had um, Light Cycles, which was basically the early version of Snake. Right. Yeah, yeah Light Cycles. You had the uh, the MCU. Or, uh, yeah, when you had to fight the MCU. The MCP. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. But, um, you had, they the, had, spider, the, you had the, the spiders. You had the tanks. You had the one where you threw your um threw the disc back and forth. Yeah. I mm-hmm. believe that was a version of Breaking Bricks, wasn't it? That was a different game. Now, the one where you threw your, your disc was the one where you had to get up into the MCP, Master Control okay. Program. Then you had yeah. you had spiders, you had light cycles, you had the tanks. That would be another one that would be perfect for this one-up, because you've already thought, got four or five games built in. I thought there was one or two other subs, because there was another Tron game where it was the discs, where you threw the di- where it was the disc game. That may have been one of the newer ones. Yeah. So I think they made a newer one with the new newer Tron movie. Uh, no, they, um, it was out before that movie came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I now, do know. Um, d- now, Star Wars. Got- Star Wars also had another game where you went through and you did the different movies. You picked either Empire, uh, Star Wars, Empire, or Return. And with Empire, it was the Battle of the Death Star. I know which one you're talking. That's the one that came out late '90s, wasn't it? The Star Wars arcade game. Yeah. And it was basically the um the, the new Battle Pods game is an updated version of that, basically. Okay. Because I because I remember I love doing the Empire missions. Because you start off on Hoth, and you, and you did everything on Hoth. Uh, well, you remember what the end of each of those missions was, right? It was a boss mission. I don't remember about Star Wars, but the boss mission in those for Empire and Jedi was actually a lightsaber duel with Vader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was for um, for New Hope, but I know for Empire and Jedi, you had to actually fight a lightsaber duel against Vader. Um, yep. What was it? Then there was the pod racing arcade game, which was a blast. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And yeah. that Disney and that Disney Quest, they had like eleven. Like they eleven. Yeah. I'm starting to hear myself yeah. repeat. Um, they had however many were pl- players that were in the, the actual race that you raced against. Yeah. I think it was up to twelve. They had like twelve machines on the wall. Oh or, nice. Or eight I machines think on the wall. Two or three together, and that was it. And they yeah. had they had all they had all eight of them linked. Where if you you got a group in and you could all get on that game, you can link all eight together and race each oh. other, which was awesome. If not, you usually race the person next to you, or you were racing by yourself because no one wanted to race against anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So, but this is cool because you can bring the arcade right into your house. Yeah, and a lot of most people either have never played these games, or it's been so long that no one remembers <laughs> what they look like. Mostly, yeah, yeah. So. But um, no, these one up arcades are awesome because I saw um, I was at Walmart the other day and I had to get this from my boss because my boss at one point had the world record for Tempest. Back in the day, the arcades actually would um, there was like a magazine that covered all the different arcades and it would actually keep track of all of the um, high scores. Well, this one's an arcade an Atari one up arcade has asteroids, Major Havoc, which I don't know, Lunar Lander, which I don't remember, but they had Tempest on it also. Oh, I remember Lunar. Lander, that was a pain in the butt. <laughs> so, yeah, this is definitely what, and the, being three quarters, it doesn't take that much as much space as uh, you would think for one of these right. cabinets. Yeah, if yeah. they're if they're saying this is so, they're offering up again the original Atari Star Wars arcade game from '83. Yeah. Oh my lord! Yes, 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 is, yes, yes, yes. This is the Atari Star Wars Empire and Jedi. Okay, so that's the if next. you look graphics around it is beautiful too. Yeah, I'm looking at a screenshot of the original game. Oh, my Lord, I have fun with that. <laughs> Most of the game was just a trench run, wasn't it? That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. It, it, it was, you You start off with dogfight, then you went into the trench. Was was level one. Level two, it was the dogfight. Then you went across the surface. Then you went into the trench. Right. And it just kind of rotated back and forth. Yeah, more than likely like, what it is, just like all the Atari games, every time you go through it, the next level it speeds it up a little. Speeds it yeah. up and speeds it up, and they add more more weaponry, more enemies. Yeah, to but blast. they could have added too much more because the Atari didn't have that much memory. Nope. Once you figured out the pattern, yeah, it was it was fine. Before, so let's keep an eye on when this actually comes out. Yeah. Oh, it says here in November. Oh. November is dude. They're they're like winning all of our money. Yeah. This comes That's- out in November. Mandalorians in November. The um fallen Jedi fallen orders in November. That's because it's right before Christmas. Uh huh. And we get um, what you call it? The um, episode nine in December, just a couple weeks after it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know what? That's going to bring us to a close. Can't believe how much time has flown. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, nope. Just how excited I am for Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, I can't yeah. Wait. Episode nine. Oh, yeah. the end of the year. Be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, if there's nothing else, then there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I've placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Analyze their attack, sir, and there is a danger. Should I have your ship standing by? Evacuate? In our moment of triumph? I think you overestimate their chances.